Good afternoon to all our listeners, and welcome to the first ever broadcast of We Speak Iowa. We're your hosts, Cody Ann Lynn and Jenny Dorenkamp. In today's discussion, we will be focusing on the history of Tamil Elam and looking at the current politics within the nation of Sri Lanka. We're going to have a specific focus on the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're going to be looking at how this has impacted the region of Sri Lanka as well as the Tamil people specifically. We also want to introduce our exciting guest that we have today, a dear friend of mine, Sonali Chidurupati. She will be joining us later within the podcast to tell us a little bit more about her experience um, with Tamil people and just her opinions on what's been happening within the nation. For those of you listening who aren't familiar with Tamil Elam, I'll give you a brief overview. Tamil Elam is a proposed state in the north and east regions of Sri Lanka. Tamil Elam is a very diverse country. The region is comprised of Tamils, Sri Lankan Moors, Sinhala, and a small minority of Burgers. As far as religion, most Tamils practice the Hindu faith, although some Christians do exist. The Sri Lankan Moors are generally Muslim, the Sinhala are Buddhists, and the Burgers, Christian. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the history of Tamil Elam and why this proposed state came about. We're going to also be connecting this proposed state to the group called the Tamil Tigers. So the Tamil Tigers are formally referred to as the Liberation Tigers of Tamil Elam. For the purposes of today's podcast, however, we will be referring to this group as the Tamil Tigers or simply the Tigers. So the Tigers were formed back in 1975 in response to the continued discrimination that was faced by Tamil people within Sri Lanka. For several years, Tamil people were targets for rioting and they experienced multiple forms of discrimination. One of the most prominent forms of discrimination being political suppression. So essentially, their voices were completely silent within politics and this made it very difficult for them to have any type of power or influence within Sri Lankan government. For this reason, the Tamils wanted to be independent of Sri Lanka and they needed an organization that would help them to do so, as well as protect their political rights. So essentially, this is how the Tamil Tigers came about. So at the time, the Tamil Tigers were considered to be a terrorist organization by the European Union. This was due to a long history of violence, much of which included suicide attacks, and very, very prominent was the assassination of the then Sri Lankan president. So there were decades of fighting that went on between Sri Lankan government and the Tamil Tigers, until ultimately in 2009, the last of the Tamil Tiger leadership was killed. The total number of deaths is said to be anywhere between 70,000 and 80,000, and thousands of other Tamils that were left alive were displaced by the fighting. Okay, now that you are all familiar with the history of Tamil Elam, let's talk a little bit about what it is like in present day. A little bit ago, we told you about the thousands of Tamils that were displaced and now living as refugees in India. Although the Indian government would like the Tamils to return to Sri Lanka, Tamils are hesitant to do so because of the discrimination they had once received. 
Those that did return found it difficult to find jobs or retain housing or government services. Nearly 80,000 displaced Tamils still live in refugee camps. Living at the camps, though, entitled them to money, shelter, medical facilities, and other essential items. And while living conditions aren't what you and I are accustomed to, they are adequate for their needs. Well, that was until the global pandemic known as COVID-19. So we're going to go ahead and shift gears and bring on our guest speaker, Sonali Chigurupati. So welcome to our podcast, Sonali. We're so glad you were able to make it today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So can you start by just giving us a brief introduction and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my family is originally from India. From my understanding, we are Telugu, which means I can't give direct experience to being Tamil. However, I do know a close family friend whose father was part of the Tamil Tigers in Sri Lanka. Okay, yeah, that's great. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Tamil Tigers and perhaps expand on her father's experience? Yes, so at the time, the Tamil Tigers were seen as a huge threat in Sri Lanka. Many viewed them as a terrorist organization, so being affiliated with the group puts you at great risk of being exiled, which is what ultimately happened to her father. Oh, wow. Yeah, so at the time, people viewed the group similarly to how a lot of modern-day organizations like Black Lives Matter are often viewed today. Yes, I can definitely see that, um, especially with the tensions that is felt in America. Um, so I guess in your opinion, looking back on it today, what do you personally think of the Tamil Tigers as an organization? I definitely don't believe that they deserved a lot of the backlash that they got. Tamil people in Sri Lanka were incredibly marginalized at the time and still are even today. The group was formed as a means of opposition to the current government and used as a way for Tamil people to liberate themselves from the oppression that they face. Right. Yes, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I think it's interesting that you connected it to some of the modern forms of opposition that are viewed today um, in similar ways to the Tigers. I think that really helps our listeners to put things in perspective. Yes, definitely. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that personal account with us, Denali. That gave us some great background on some of the tensions that were present between the Tigers and the Sri Lankan government at the time. So shifting more towards the topic of COVID-19, I wanted to get a sense of how these tensions have either changed or stay the same. So in your opinion, have you found that COVID has heightened tensions at all? In my personal opinion, I think that there are definitely instances of both. There are instances in which I would say that COVID has brought the country of Sri Lanka closer, yet I can also see where it has made them even more divided. That's interesting. Can you expand on that a little bit more? In what sense? Um, well, let's start by unpacking the first part of your response. So you said that in some sense you do think that it's brought the country closer. So what factors do you feel might have caused this um, solidarity? Do you think that nationalism might have played a role? Yeah, sure. I can see how nationalism played a role. I would say that nationalism in Sri Lanka has strengthened since the pandemic. This has been both beneficial and costly. I would say that nationalism in general tends in general tends to be to benefit the majority much more than minority. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, so in that case of the Tamil people, I can definitely see how nationalism can be used in a way that overlooks Tamil people as the minority group. I see. So in that case, it would inadvertently cause division between the majority and the minority, which is the Tamil people. Yes, exactly. So in that case, nationalism can inadvertently 
breeds stronger tensions between Tamil people and the government since Tamil people living in Sri Lanka will be disproportionately affected by COVID-19. Yes, I can see that certainly. So COVID-19 may strengthen relations in the nation as a whole, yet this might not necessarily include Tamil people, just to clarify for the people listening. Right. All right, interesting. So how do you feel that this compares to other nations? I'm not sure about all nations. However, I will speak to India. I would assume that because the population of Tamil people in India is relatively the same as in Sri Lanka, then tensions would be similar in scale. Yes, right. So just for um, everyone listening, so just to clarify, Tamil people are, are definitely a minority group in India. So Sonali, yes, I can definitely see how it would be similar in scale with the tension. Yes. All right. Well, Sonali, I think that wraps everything up for today. We absolutely love having you today. I would love to thank you for the time that you've taken out to have this discussion with us. Yes, of course. I love being here. Well, folks, it looks like that is all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed learning about Tamil Elam. We encourage you to do your own research and continue the conversation. If you have any additional questions or insight on the topic, please don't forget to tweet us at We Speak Iowa. We love hearing from you guys. This podcast has been brought to you by Cody Ann Lynn and Jenny Dorenkamp, students at Iowa State University.